This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Clean Cause. Do you need a healthier option for a quick boost? Grab a Clean Cause organic herba mate. Get your day going with 160 milligrams of better caffeine that won't cause crashes. It won't cause jitters like coffee or other energy drinks might do. We just got back from vacation. We hung out in North Lake Tahoe. We did a whole bunch of paddle boarding. We went to the Lake Tahoe uh, Reggae Festival in Olympic Valley. It was absolutely amazing. And I think I crushed at least five or six peach clean causes during the trip. Uh, morning, afternoon, uh, even on the drive. Man, and they just, uh, they're great. They taste great. Uh, you can choose from eight flavors uh, or the newly launched non-carbonated clean cause Herba Mate. You can try that one too. Here's the best part. Every sip makes a difference in the fight against addiction. Clean cause donates 50%. Yes, you heard that correctly. 50% of net profits to support individuals in recovery from drug and alcohol addiction. So grab a boost, live better, help transform lives, Head on over to cleancause.com and get 20% off your order with promo code SOBERGUY. You get a case of Clean Cause delivered right to your doorstep. That's cleancause.com. Enter the promo code SOBERGUY at checkout and save 20%. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramey, you're listening to That Sober Guy Podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts, more resources. You can also connect with us by going to thatsoberguy.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, at That Sober Guy Podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes. I always just want to sing with Robbie here. Should I try it? You're never bringing me down. That was a little off there. This is one of the best jams ever. Even my boy, I put a little reel out of how I do the intro here on on our Instagram account. Even my boy Sean. Sean Beasy is like in Thailand or Santa Cruz or Indonesia. I don't know where he's at right now. He's surfing somewhere. But he goes, oh, that intro's so sick. So if you like the intro, if you like the sound, check out Humans Music. Love those guys. Today we're going to be talking about celebrating your wins, why it's so important to celebrate your wins, and what it looks like to celebrate your wins. And uh, this comes from day 20 of our Quit Drinking Dude 30-Day Challenge, 30 podcasts in 30 days, along with exercises and uh, plenty of accountability to help keep you on track. That's the biggest thing I hear uh, from most dudes out there is, I don't have accountability. I need, I need a schedule. I need something to help keep me on track. And uh, I hear so much feedback from dudes who have done the Quit Drinking Dude 30-Day Challenge that the accountability piece, along with our Sober Guy men's group, has been huge for them. So uh, you can check that out at thatsoberguy.com. And uh, once again, celebrating your wins comes from day 20 uh, of the Quit Drinking Dude 30-Day Challenge. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Let's start right now by celebrating however many hours, however many days, however many weeks, however many months or years you have without alcohol or without any other addictions that once held you hostage. Okay, so here we go. So think about it. How many days do you have? How many, maybe it's a couple hours. It's cool. How many months, how many years you have? I'm gonna count to three and think about it and then I'll hit the little clap button here and we'll celebrate. Here we go. One, two, three. 
celebrating your wins. I have almost 10 years coming up in September, so that's exciting. But regardless of the amount of days, hours, weeks, months, years you have, um, celebrating your wins, and, and I'll speak for myself here, celebrating my wins, it's always been, I've always had trouble with that, I think. And I also tend to minimize the times when I do accomplish my task or do something well. It's like, oh, that's cool. I did my best, whatever. Oh, that's awesome. Moving on to the next thing. And what's funny is that it's always been really easy for me to pick out the things I didn't do or the things I can't do or the things I'm not good enough at or wherever I fall short. That's very easy. I can pick that out all day and kick my own ass on it all day. <laughs> um, here's an example, actually. Let's do this. So I get a ton of great emails, messages um, from people who listen to the show, and they tell me how one of our guests really helped them out. Something spoke to them, or one of the episodes changed their life, or they have this many days sober, and the podcast has been a big part of that um, of that part of their life and help them to make some changes. Okay. So that's awesome. And I, I, I absolutely love those. And I read them on the show sometimes and man, shout out to everyone who I try to answer them all and connect with everyone. And I just greatly appreciate that. But here's the thing. You can't please everyone. And I've definitely had my fair share of critical feedback. And also some people who were just, just straight, ass wipes. We'll just say that they're, they leave bad reviews. The content is free, but they still leave bad reviews because maybe they disagree with it or they don't like it. Um, they didn't like something I said, whatever. I mean, to each his own, I'm all for healthy feedback, healthy debates. We don't have to agree on everything and we're not going to always agree on everything, but there have been a few times I can recall when I can get 20 great reviews or 20 great messages and then there's one bad one and it just eats me up and it's all I can focus on. And I usually go and complain to my wife about it. She tells me to quit crying and focus on all the good things and all the good reviews, which she's hundred percent right. But why is that so hard to do? I only focus on where I messed up or what I did wrong. I can equate this back to the baseball days too. You'd be playing baseball and um, man, you know, let, let's say like, I go three for four in a game. Maybe this is in high school or something. I remember this, you know, it, throughout the high school days for sure because I was really hard on myself then. But three for four, right? A double, two singles, you know, just helping the team, hit good. But then in the outfield, I make an error. And that's all I can focus on is the error. Why did I do that? Beating myself up over it after the game. Yeah, oh, you went three for four, great game. Yeah, but I had that error. And that's all I'm focused on. That, that, that doesn't work. Because does the error help me for the next play? No, it prohibits me because I'm only focusing on it. I need to focus on the positive. doesn't mean I don't acknowledge and it's okay to be critical, but it's not okay to be critical and hate on yourself. So you can be critical, just don't hate on yourself because being critical, I think in a healthy manner can help us for next time. So, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake again, but it doesn't mean I need to focus on just the bad stuff. So, why do so many of us tend to focus on the negative rather than the positive? Um, maybe some of us are just wired this way. Maybe uh, we are trained, we are shaped by the environment we grew up in. Um, in, in which case, if that's a, a generally negative environment, 
if we, let's say we grew up um, and there was a lot of chaos in our home and there was a lot of negativity and it wasn't positive thinking, PMA, positive mental attitudes, it was always negative. It was always the bad. We're going to tend to lean towards that way of thinking, seeing the glass half empty versus seeing it half full the majority of the time, unless we start to rewire our brains and we start to acknowledge it and we start to work on it and, and, and start to um, recognize it when it comes up. You know, I remember I was on a run with a buddy of mine, Christian, a few years back and shout out to Christian. He's a great dude. He's actually on the podcast. I think we did it at his house back in the early days, man, probably under a hundred, uh, somewhere around there. But um, great dude. We used to get on some runs together and uh, I was celebrating. I think I had like maybe, I don't know, five years sober at this time, somewhere around there, four years. Um, and it happened to fall on that day that we went on the run. And so I was telling him about that, but I was also telling him in that run about all the ways that I had failed or not completed the things that I had wanted to in that prior year, that previous year, I should be here. I should be there. I should have this. I should have that. I should have all over myself. You've heard that before, right? That's basically what I was doing. Now I'm all up for the feedback, for being honest with myself and trying to improve. And I thought that I was trying to do that by like being hard on myself. And, and he finally just told me to like, dude, shut up, like save it, bro. Like, and, and he went on to say like, dude, look how many podcasts you've done. Look how many conversations you've had with people um, and put those conversations out there in the world with no expectations other than for hopefully people to listen to them. And look at what they provide. They provide hope, experience, stories, strength, struggles, motivation, encouragement, helping others find their own path. And he's like, look, and also beside that, look how much you've improved your family life. You've improved as a father, as a husband. How about this one? Your kids, they've never seen you drunk. And the plan is for them to never, ever see dad drunk. Like those are all huge wins. And so he's kind of telling me this and I'm like, man. And I remember that moment. It was kind of a game changer for me. And I realized that I had a choice. There was a choice I could make on what to focus on and what not to focus on. I could still be honest. I could still learn. I could remain teachable. Um, I could show room for improvement. And I could focus on the positive, not, not the negative. Doesn't mean I can't be critical. Doesn't mean I can't save room to improve and recognize when I mess up. I definitely need to do that. And if I need to apologize or make amends or whatever, I need to do that. But whenever I can, I need to focus on the good, focus on the positive. And framing it up that way is what, you know, it was the best, one of the best things that I could kind of come to terms with. Um, even the toughest of situa of situations, like even when we're going through things that we don't know how the heck we're going to get through, celebrating accomplishments that actually got to that place is, is a good form, a good way to help get you through that time. Even if it's not exactly the way that you thought it should be or that it turned out, those expectations weren't met. What is the positive? And maybe the positive is 
learning something from the negative. Maybe that's the positive. It's very hard to do too. I'm not saying this is easy stuff. It takes practice and I'm still learning. So let me just stop there and ask the question again. Why is it so important to celebrate your wins? Why is it so important? What do you think? If you could answer me right now, what would you say? Why is it so important to celebrate your wins? And when was the last time you celebrated one of your own wins? Besides, we just celebrated alcohol or addiction-free or whatever that looks like for you. But when was the last time you celebrated like something different than that? Something that you, that you feel like you won at was a good takeaway, a good win, a good positive moment in your life. So I'll celebrate a win with you right now just to give you an example. For the last five months, I've had 20 days each month of either lifting weights, boxing, walking, or some form of exercise. And I'm in the best shape of my life right now as I record this, period. Five months, 20 days. That was like, that's a lot of, that's a lot for, for me at least at 42 years old, that is a lot of movement you know, as I get older. And I think part of it, like I mentioned in a previous podcast, part of it's a little bit of a midlife crisis. <laughs> and I'm, I'm fine saying that. Like, damn, I'm 42. And like, I wasted my 20s and a lot of my 30s just being dumb and not taking care of myself. I really, like, I got some work to do. So I wanna be in the best shape. I wanna be able to keep up with my kids, uh, with my son, with my daughter, with my family, and be able to lead and, and have energy and not be... Um, lazy really and so with that i continue to gain momentum and each time i cross one of those little x's off the calendar for that day it becomes a little bit more part of my lifestyle so now it's not oh i need to go to the gym so i can work out it's just it's just what i do it's just part of my lifestyle i'm doing something all the time and even it, like it's walking even i always say that to to uh Anybody who's like, man, I don't, I don't know. I'm just not motivated. I'm, you know, I don't really, I don't go to the gym. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to go super hard. Um, it's not into it. We'll just start with walking. Walk every day. Monday, do it five days a week. Even start there. Okay, that, maybe that's even much. Do it three days a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever your schedule is like. Either get up early before work or after dinner. It's a great time too. That's usually my time. The sun's going down. I like to get a walk in 45 minutes or so, 30 minutes, whatever works for you. But we got to do something. And when we do it consistently, that's when change starts to take shape. We get five days without alcohol. The sixth day comes, man, we got sick. And we just focus on one day at a time. I'm going to walk today. I'm going to work out today. I'm going to not drink today. Whatever it is, I'm going to eat healthy today whatever it is. Okay. So here are a few things celebrating your wins will help you with. I want to give you a few takeaways here on what this looks like. First one, it'll help you with your confidence. Celebrating your wins gives you the confidence to keep moving forward. I remember when I hit 90 days alcohol free, I got a 90 day chip in a men's meeting that I went to and man, it felt amazing. My confidence level went up a little bit. I truly believe, I remember that specifically, like 90 days, like, man, I believe for the first time in my life, if I stick with this, I could actually do it. I could actually quit drinking and 
make some changes in my life if I stick with this, if I continue to do it one day at a time, if I continue to celebrate my wins along the way and celebrating the mistakes along the way too in the fact of celebrating them because how am I going to learn to not make that mistake again? It's all about perception. How do we perceive every situation? And it's not easy to do. So I don't want to make it sound like it is, but everything is about perception. How about building momentum that I mentioned? I mentioned that before. Now, after 90 days, I had some momentum going forward. My next thought was, hey, I'm going to get to six months without alcohol. I knew I could do it. And I would celebrate each day as a win when I didn't drink. And same thing with getting to the gym, getting some workouts in, some exercise. And it's not just about physical either for me for that. And for most people, it's not. That's a, yes, that's a benefit of it. You start to get physically stronger, more agile. Um, but mentally, emotionally, being able to fight stress, man, those things are huge. And those are the wins just as much as the physical aspects of it. And you build momentum as you go. When you go 20 days in a month, next month rolls around, you don't want to miss a day because you got momentum. When you got 90 days, when you got six months without alcohol, you don't want to go back to drinking. You already got, man, I, I got some momentum here. I'm not turning back. Why? And if something happens and, and you mess up and you miss a day or you go and you have a beer one day and you screw it up or you have 20 beers, man, like that sucks, but it happens. And you got to jump back on the next day or as soon as possible. Yeah, have your pity party, kick your own ass for a minute, and then let it go. Move on. How about the positive outlook? The positive outlook, positive mental attitude. I was able to see that there were so many things in my life to be grateful for after I had started to de like defrost, I guess, defrost my brain, defrost my body from putting substances in it and get to know myself a little bit. You know, prior to that, my outlook was very negative. At the time, you know, right before I had, had quit drinking, I was married to my wife still today. I had a, my daughter who was like three at the time, two and a half, three. Um, I had a job. I had a house we were renting. Um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was kind of a, a struggle at times, financially, emotionally, everything. We were really in a bad spot, but we were in a bad spot because my outlook on everything was negative. I mean, that was a big part of it at least. I was not able to see all the good things. And there were, there were so many good things in my life. There were so many blessings God had been showing me, but I was literally spiritually dead and spiritually blind to see any of them. My connection to God was nothing at that time. Although I knew that God was always there, I was not actively practicing a growing relationship with God. Um, as my positive outlook started improving, and it's still improving every single day, I have to work on this stuff because I can get in little funks and get negative and get pissed off sometimes just as much as the next guy. Um, as it continued to improve, 
it started attracting success. And I guess is a, a way to put it. And when I say success, it's not, it's probably not the success you're thinking of, like thinking of, or that you would normally maybe think of. It's like, Oh, he's successful. He has a big house and a nice car and a great job and money. And the, you know, the, the women or the family or whatever your situation is. I'm not talking about that type of success. I'm talking about success in being positive and loving life and being genuinely joyful, even in bad situations, knowing that my foundation, my rock is in Jesus and that no matter what happens, I can always turn to him. That's success for me. And that's attracting success because when I have that mindset, I can do anything and I can get through anything. And then I started finding things that I like to do with that attitude, with that positive attitude, like podcasting. And after a lot of hard work and many hours learning and asking questions and failing many a times, I was able to turn podcasting into a full-time job. Like, are you kidding me? Like who gets to do this for a living? Not a lot of people like that. That is a product of putting work in and um, being surrounded by great people and just grinding and, and trusting in God and allowing God to work through me in building this platform. And it's a little platform. It's not anything crazy, but it's something and it's helping people and it's helping me and I enjoy to do it. And that is success for me. I don't make a ton of money. I'm not rich, you know, I'm, uh, but I'm rich in in love and friends and family and in doing what I enjoy to do. And I have to celebrate those wins daily and remind myself daily, man, you have a, you have a great thing going like, thank God for that. Praise God right there. I mean, that's the attitude. That's the attitude. And I've said it, I think this is the third or fourth time I said it. It's not easy all the time. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm just like, yeah, you need to be pot. There's, you know, there's people going through tremendously hard times in this world right now. Loss of loved ones, loss of um, careers, jobs, um, health issues. I mean, go down the list of things. How do we get through those things? You know, I don't know. I don't know that I have the answer other than relying and trusting God and trusting the process and trying our best, whatever it is that you're going through to have a positive outlook on it and celebrate some sort of win along the way. If we don't take a moment to acknowledge what we've done or what we've accomplished or what, uh, let me take that back. I'm working on this too. I'm really trying to submit to, to this, but if we don't take a moment to acknowledge what God has done and what God has helped us accomplish, what God's helped me accomplish, we start to train ourselves to think that achieving goals or doing things is just part of, you know, hey, it's just what we do. It's what we do. And especially when we put it on ourselves, I did this, I did that. I, I, I. You know, I still struggle with that. I get caught in it. I, I just, it, you know, I don't even want to say this, but I'm going to say it. I was, uh, I just had a chat with a, a friend uh, who reached out, who was struggling with some stuff right before I started recording this. And uh, 
we were talking about just some some different Christian hip hop artists, and I said, "Man, I'll send you my little playlist." I got a playlist on Spotify. It's called "Jesus Was a Gangster," and it's got like Bizzle and Seven and uh, Dylan Chase and uh, who else? There's a bunch of artists on there, and uh, and so I had just clicked on one of them just kind of randomly on almost on accident. I was kind of scrolling through, and it came on, and immediately when I heard it. I just started to get emotional and tear up. And let me tell you why. It's because as much as it's been great the last couple of weeks, I'm admitting right now in this moment that I have really been relying on self and been relying on the world and been stuck in the world. And the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and joy or peace and joy or all three something like that but the ability to separate that daily the flesh from the spirit is really tough some days and i'm you know i'm in process just like anybody else and so for me i have to lean on god daily that's what helps to get me through and um in that, I can acknowledge him. I can praise him. I can celebrate those wins and I can thank him in that process. If we don't take a moment to do that, man, it robs us of the moment. It robs us of relationship. We need to celebrate the small wins along the way. We need to pay, you know, we need to, we need to pay respects in that along the way. And Man, when we can do that, I promise you it sets you up for an amazing day. And we can take it one day at a time. We can get through anything because our foundation is set. So I want to give you this before we wrap up today. Give yourself permission to celebrate your wins. Give yourself permission to be happy. And I know that might sound weird. Like, what? Give myself permission to be happy? I got to remind myself of that too some days. I got to say to myself, Shane, it's okay to be excited. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to celebrate today. I can get so lost in the what's next. What's happening next? What's tomorrow? What's next week? Are we going to, is that going to work? Are we going to do that? Are we going to do this? What about next year? It takes me right out of enjoying the moment, right out of celebrating the win that I just did. The win in, in, in this moment that we sit in with our family, with our friends. That's winning right there to me. Being joyful, being happy. So here's what I want you to do. Got a little takeaway here. And we'll make it real easy. And these are the types of things uh, that we offer in um, the 30-day quit drinking dude challenge. You're going to do some takeaways. And this one, make a list Grab your phone, grab a piece of paper, make a list of five wins you've recently accomplished and then share it. Share it on your social media, share it in the Sober Guy men's group on Locals. You can join that if you're not in there already. Share it somewhere. Share it with your, your husband, your wife, your friend. Um, share it with somebody so you get it out there. Post it up by where you brush your teeth. That's always a good spot. It's where I post my calendar for my daily workouts. Cause I'm there every morning, brushing my teeth, getting ready, deodorant, the whole thing. 
can cross it off. Now you can see those five wins that you recently accomplished and you can improve on those and you can grow on those and you can continue. You can do that once a week. What are your five wins for the week? However you want to do it, get creative with it. This is just to give you ideas. You don't have to stick exactly what I'm saying to do, but use your brain, do it yourself, you know, put some thought into it. If there's anything that I can help with, you can reach out and you can find all of our resources at thatsoberguy.com. I hope something spoke to you today. Share the podcast with a friend. Connect with us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean.